It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glickston with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And uh, this episode, unlike a lot of ours, doesn't have a theme. Uh, no, who, who am I kidding? No. A lot of ours don't have themes, but this one especially well, doesn't. We end up with a big picture topic that we spend a lot of time on. And, and you know, we'll, we'll have those coming up. Our football preview, I think, probably starting next week. Oh, I, fair? I believe we have to. We get into our, you know, college football, Pac-12, all that fun stuff. Uh, so, you know, we'll have those coming up. So this is a good one to just kind of, you know, round the bases. Let's let's uh, let's see what's what's on our mind. What's what's burning, as Jim Rome would say. So the the first thing that I think deserves discussion is this uh, Kyler Murray contract. So for anyone who is listening to this and doesn't know, you must be related to one of us. Yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, my mom knows. She knows about it. I, I, well, but it could be my mom who would have no That's idea. That's true. That's true. Yes, um, yes. So where we're at is the Cardinals have extended Kyler Murray, meaning that they have kept the uh, triumvirate of Murray, Kingsbury, and Kime together yep. uh, despite last season's meltdown. That's a great point, and, and we shouldn't just – fan right over that yeah it was it was a meltdown and, and not only did they keep them together they gave them all extensions yeah kept no, them in they, the fold longer they than what they bet had on this core um, yeah they have very yeah, clearly yeah. they've bet on this core i guess yeah yeah it's it's interesting i mean it may work but boy after the way they they collapsed you know the year before and then even more so last year you know those are the type of things that usually lead to change and rather than just staying the course they're they're doubling down apparently yeah, and the uh, the clause that got the most attention, which we should talk about, yeah, is the independent study clause. No, he's not trying to go to the University of North <laughs> Carolina to play football in the late nineties. Right. He's uh, he's actually being instructed to study independently at his house, yeah. game film and other. I don't know. I it, something. Uh, yeah, for four hours yeah. a week. I don't know if playing Madden counts. Uh, it does not. It does not count because they even specifically said in there that this cannot be done while watching TV, playing video games, etc. So, no, apparently it does not count. So, this has been uh, referred to as a Jamarcus Russell move <laughs> because of Jamarcus yeah. Russell famously uh, with a blank CD when he was supposed to be yes. studying film. Yep. And they asked him about it, and he didn't point out that it was blank. Yeah. Which he fairly well admitted recently. I saw he was on one of those, one of those, I don't know which one, one of those, you know, shows with former players that they get guests on, and they they, they usually get some interesting stuff, but it's also like just guys sitting around chatting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he kind of admitted that now he was critical of the approach, which, you know, fair enough. But still, he, he didn't deny the story, so I, I think that was essentially admitting it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, apparently the Cardinals are going to, you know, have some sort of way to monitor this. I'm not sure what. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. Are they going to, are they going to quiz him? Uh, are they going to get, are like, they going to periodically send yeah. him blank CDs? I don't know. Or, so, or is it just going to be not, like, if he seems like he doesn't know what's going on, they're going to say, Hey, you need to show your work like a like a math teacher type of thing or something. I, I don't know. Well, and then does this lead to the, uh, the story that we all laugh about it because it was Gronkowski, but just film yourself doing it for one day, but in a bunch of different outfits <laughs> so that yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. to do running multiple yeah. days for Gronkowski. I, I mean, it's a, it's a great question, but, but it's just, it's more so just like, what do you, what do you make of the fact that they felt it necessary to put that in there? And, While giving him so much money on his, giving him, you know, it's his second contract. Yeah. It's not a rookie. Yeah, where you're not. No, sure. no. This is this is. I mean, you know, average per year is always overblown sometimes with contracts. But isn't it the second highest average per year of, of anyone in the NFL right now? Yeah. To Rogers, I believe. Yeah. Um, or second or third highest. I mean, he didn't get as much guaranteed as Deshaun Watson, but he got 160 went, plus guaranteed. That went really well. As soon as they yeah. made that contract. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Deshaun Watson thing is a whole different beast for many, many reasons. But, uh, but you know, yeah. I mean, it just... And you knew that 
I mean, these contracts get published. It's not like this leaked. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, contracts get published. That's how we always find out what the real numbers are, not the inflated, you know, oh, this guy's getting $125 million. And it's like, well, yeah, but not really because they can cut him after one year, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not a surprise it would be found out. Um, and, yeah, it just, I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things that just makes the Cardinals look bad and it makes him look bad. And, and if you felt like that was necessary, why are you committing to this guy like this? I, that's the question I guess I have. It's stuff like that that, you know, I mean, he has, he's been okay. He's been at times good and at times not good. But, um, you know, why didn't they just push the ball down the road a year? Go the Baker Mayfield route. Pick up the option. And if things go well this year, you figure it out. And if things don't go well, then, you know, you, you get rid of him and you move on. Yeah. It's um, it's the same logic that brings back Kingsbury and Kime with these massive extensions. It's like right. you don't need to go all in. And, and I know this is going to sound weird, but... People like coming to Arizona in winter, so you can probably get other players. You just brought in a J.J. Yeah. Watt, uh, you know. So, yeah. so yeah. it's not like, yeah. you know, you're the Jaguars and you need to overpay on your right. guys to keep them there. To get guys. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, the Kime and Kingsbury extensions, and, and when I first heard about them, I had this, like, the reaction of, like, oh, what are they doing? And I can't remember who said it, honestly. I, I would give credit if I could remember. But it was a good point in the sense of, like, you know, that's just the Bidwell's money. I mean, it's Michael Bidwell's money. And so if he decides in a year he doesn't want them around anymore, he'll just pay them off to go away and, you know, okay. You know, it doesn't count against the salary cap or anything. But the Kyler Murray deal does, you know. And, and you know, while the salary cap sometimes seems like a figment of our imagination with the way teams find ways around them, you know, it is it is problematic if you've got a guy, you know, who's owed a lot of money and you want to try to get rid of him. That's tough. Um, and I don't know if they will. Maybe it'll work out great. Maybe he's going to come into his own and second contract, Kyler Murray, will mature and, uh, you know, but, boy, I wouldn't want to bet on that and especially giving him all that money. Um, when you already have some questions about his maturity, now you're going to give him all this money and expect him to grow up? I don't know. It is interesting, you know, He here you have a team that put a lot of eggs in that basket, right? They did, they, yeah. They've really, they went all in on the draft. They had a quarter, a first round pick quarterback on the roster. Right, they, right. They've decided to take another step to bring him in. Now they're giving him this massive extension. There are going to be a lot of good quarterbacks on the market. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Carolina's got a bunch of first round picks from that same draft that they let Rosen <laughs> right, go. Right. That one of yeah. them's coming out for sure. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, you know, it's always dangerous to say this because things change over the course of the season, but supposed to be a very good draft for quarterbacks next mm-hmm. year. Uh, you know, thought to be as many as, you know, Right now, at least, maybe, you know, seven, eight, nine guys that are first-round caliber. There won't be that many, but, you know, there's a lot of potential in this group. There's guys who've been good. So, it, yeah, it just, I mean, it almost feels like exactly what you're saying, that, like, they they put their eggs in that basket and they're not willing to start over unless they just absolutely have to. And they did, look, they did make the playoffs last year. It wasn't like they went, you know, 2-15, and 15, but... Uh, Gosh, I mean, if the goal is, is you know, to be a Super Bowl team, I don't know how you could say that this group feels like they're trending that way. Yeah. At least at this point. I mean, with the rest of the league where they are, it seems... It's an interesting move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we'll see. You know, again, I could eat these words. I, You know, if they have a great year and and they make the NFC title game or the Super Bowl, and they'd be like, well, that was the right decision, and, and that may be, I, I guess, I mean, the only thing I could say is that before even the whole, you know, homework clause came out, when I heard the news of the deal as someone who can't stand the Cardinals, does not want them to do well, I didn't think like, oh, man, sure wish that, you know, it was more like, all right, you want to you tie yourself to him for 
you know, four, five, six more years, whatever it turns out to be, okay. When there's not trust, you know? Yeah. It's it's an interesting move, right? Because you don't trust him enough to not include the clause, but you are now tying yourself to him in a way that hamstrings your franchise. Um, It sure could, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he's not good, then you're, you know, it's very tough to to dump a contract like that or trade, you know, I mean, because the way the cap works, you know, there's huge hits for trading, dead cap. I've never quite understood the whole NFL salary cap stuff, but I've followed it enough to know that somebody owed that much money is not easy to get rid of. Absolutely not. Um, so it is, it's, I find this all to be quite interesting. It is, it is definitely. Yeah. And you know, it's gonna, it's gonna be a story, you know, for a while. I mean, it'll die out during training camp, but, uh, but, but, you know, it's going to be a story when they play their first game, you know, it is the announcers will talk me, you know, like that kind of stuff. It'll get talked about And unless he has a great year, and maybe even if he has a great year, it'll be a story because well, you'll have the, you know, well, is he having a great year because of this? Yeah. And then it'll become, should more teams do this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's it's going to get mentioned. And certainly, you know, the first time he struggles, you know, he, I mean, it's, it's going to be parodied. Uh, I don't know that the local media here will really, you know, stay vigilant on it because I don't have much but you know faith in the local media here but the fantasy still. football community will mock it and that's enough oh, in the sure. nfl for it to get for traction. Sure. i mean it, i guess what it comes down to is when you put a clause like this in a contract it means to the outside observer you don't think he's doing that already you think you need right. to say this or right. or you don't trust his maturity level to maintain his diligence to keep doing it yeah that's true too yeah yeah i mean in spite of, you know, Rappaport, who broke the broke the story, but then, you know, quickly, you know, tried to backtrack and say, you know, he does this all, he does this already, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that's why he was so willing to agree to it. And like, you know, if he did it already, and okay, as you said just now, like, if he did it already and there was no problem, like, you wouldn't think to do it. Because it's not in anybody else's contract, not in Mahomes or Josh Allen or any of these other quarterbacks that have signed recently, so... Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's just a par for the course type of thing. Yeah, Cer- certainly. Rogers hasn't been told he needs to study more film. Now, maybe they should have right. advised him against that weird tattoo. But you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, we'll we'll see how it works out. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, you know, it's been kind of fun to to follow that. And then you know, their their new training camp hotel took took water damage, which then highlighted the fact that they moved hotels eight miles away from the stadium instead of the hotel right across from the stadium because shock of shots, Michael Bidwell's in a feud with the hotel. Like, there's a big surprise. Anybody who knows anything about the Bidwells know they love a feud. So, you know, it's it's been an entertaining few days for someone like myself. Yeah. It's, uh, look, the start of camp is always fun. Today we got the picture of the first and third picks overall in in a draft at quarterback walking into the same yeah. quarterback huddle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 That'll be a, that'll be an interesting one. There's not a lot of, you know, quarterback battles necessarily to be the starter, you know, maybe a few like who's going to be the backup, who makes the team, but those aren't as sexy unless you're really devoted. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, is that the only one really like, you know, a question of who's going to be the starter in Carolina? Yeah, Maybe I mean, Seattle, I guess? I think Seattle has it, and then there is a lot of eyeballs on Cleveland because yeah, the uncertainty of, of what's going to happen status. with Watson. And, right. and, and then true. what are they going to do behind him? If he's if he's out at all. Yeah, true. that's true. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's, uh, you know, pretty predictable. So, yeah, Carolina, you know, it's just some, some interesting. We got a lot of them in college, feels like, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Carolina will be interesting to see. Uh, and then, uh, you know, another story that I think was pretty well assumed, but now is pretty, you know, pretty well official. And although he's still a member of the team, but 49ers have, are going to Trey Lance. They've they've uh, closed the book on Jimmy G as as their starting quarterback. And 
he'll either be traded or released before the season starts, it feels like. Yeah, they had the... I will say this about the Niners. I think they've handled this as well as they could. Yeah. All things considered. They, I agree. They, you know, worked Lance in. Everyone kind of knew the deal, but they didn't ever disparage one for the other. Um, they had their meeting with him first. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure, you know, that that's as much for PR as it is for being good guys, but that's what you should do. You should tell him before Shanahan comes out to the media and says it. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And it feels like Garoppolo has, has handled it, you know, more professionally than probably some guys would. I was just going to say that they drafted Lance last year and Garoppolo didn't throw a fit. Then no, he played the year, didn't throw a fit throughout the year, went into the off season. They asking him at the exit interviews, you know, where do you plan to play next year? What do you think? Right. you know, he answered the questions, and but he didn't say anything bad. You know, he said it, no. it seems pretty clear that they're looking the other way. Um, I, I thought it was great. I, I'm, I think so. Yeah, know, in I mean, terms I of think class it's you... organizations, it's a good role model for how they handle for sure. that. For sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's the right move. First of all, you you know, it's the right move now because of the move you made last year. You know, you don't you don't trade that much to get a quarterback, take a quarterback, and then have him sit on the bench for multiple seasons. So, you know, is it is will it prove to be the right move overall that they moved on to him? You know, that they drafted him. We'll see. Jury's out on that. He's had a couple of starts. He's played okay in those couple of starts, but we haven't seen enough from him to know. Um, but you know, it's the right move to make this move. Garoppolo's you know ceiling, to use that term that we like to use, um, is established and it's not that high um and the hope is that trey lance is much higher you know and and can be that type of guy the superstar quarterback and but yeah i mean it seems like all parties have handled it pretty darn well up to and including you know these last few days and and i think it's also good that they didn't go through this like well we're gonna have a competition like no it needs to be trey lance's team you you need to instill that confidence in him and i think it's very much the right thing to do how they handled it yeah. So, with all of that in mind, are you excited? What are your fe- I mean, I know you're excited, but what are your feelings now that we're here? You know, camp is upon us. On the verge of the season? Yeah. Yeah. It's, everyone's mean, reported. As of today, all the teams right. have started camp. Right, right, and and we've had, you know, at the college level, I think most conferences have had their media days. Pac-12 hasn't yet, have they? No, we're, what I is believe theirs? we're last of the big five. I think it's now. I think it starts okay. tomorrow. I say, you would think it's this week. I, I, I yeah, guess I'm I out, think, of, I think out of the loop a little. but tomorrow because it's it? okay. Sorelli, and I don't remember who the offensive player was. Yeah, I can't remember either. Is it um, Henderson? Ladarius yes, Henderson? Yes, it is. It's Henderson. It, yeah, yeah. So, you know, hey, I mean, it's, you know, we could talk some ASU if you want. Um, and the fact that it's those two guys at Media Day. But, uh, you know, I, I, to answer your question, um, you know, as we as we get to the doorstep of football, I'm getting excited. You know, I mean, last week it, it was the first time it hit me that, like, yeah, I, I got to kind of, you know, like figure out my NFL picks. Uh, you know, last year I was I was pretty dead set on picking the Rams to win the Super Bowl. And they they delivered for me. And it was like, wow, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. Uh, where do I want to go? Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, speaking a little ASU, and we're not going to get into the conference realignment of it all because no, I don't, we'll get to that when we need to. Um, I I was intrigued by Haller's article uh, with the quotes from Henderson about, you know, it's not all bad that these guys left. I I I want that to be the attitude. You know, of like it almost has to be, yeah. but yeah. you want it articulated of like, sure, leaders don't necessarily have to be, you know, the guy who you notice first on film, right? And right. guys who have a lot of talent who left are certainly talented, but they're not leaders. It's not, no, we're not, and and I, it's a not too veiled shot at Daniels, 
I, you know, the oh, two, I agree. The two names yeah. I thought were Daniels and Gentry as I was reading it because those are kind of the two, the two pillars of what we lost are young talent and veteran, veteran leadership, quarterback, that, yeah. or or presumed veteran leadership between Daniels true. and Pearsall and Lowe. Yeah, um, Lole, that's true. I forgot about Lole. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree, you know, and, and uh, I mean, that has to be the attitude. And I guess the key is, like, it's great to hear, and we won't know this probably for a while, but it, the key is, is that is that truly the attitude? You know, when, it, when the first bump comes, probably in week two when you go to Oklahoma State, um, you know, do you have guys looking around thinking, man, I should have left too? Yeah. Uh, you know, or do you have guys looking around saying, you know what, we're we're fine. We're going to get through this early tough stretch, and it is in the first five weeks. You could be two, two and three, two two seeming layups, but probably three losses. I would say. I think I think it's fair to say right now it'd be a big surprise if we have any less than three losses after October first. Yeah. And so it's going to be a rough start, probably, and then it's a start. Then it's a stretch that's going to make or break the season is is that you know those last seven games because nobody on that schedule the last seven games looks like a world beater but nobody looks like a pushover either there's nobody there that we can look at and say oh we'll, we'll handle them no problem so you know like how do you make it through and does that attitude that we're saying now last until early october if if things get bumpy early on yeah i I had one other ASU topic I wanted to touch on. Sure. On Twitter, you saw all the players reaching out for NIL deals. Yeah. And asking for help. I think it's good that they organized or someone organized them to do it. I'm curious if it's going to work. Yeah. (laughs) That's a big question. I agree. Because... Like, and I hate to say this, but we don't have, in terms of involvement with the program, a Pickens or, no. you know, a Phil, Phil Knight. Knight. We, we don't Definitely have a not. guy who can do it. No. And so then you look around at businesses and it's like, okay, Burrito Express signed Daniel and Gata. Right. You know, maybe the Chuck Box can sponsor offensive linemen. Yeah, I mean, you had your Venezia's deal, uh, you mm-hmm. know. And, One and that car dealership, like, all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that stuff's nice, and I think it's, I mean, in all honesty, it's it's kind of what the uh, notion of NIL was, was, you know, oh, well, these guys can, you know, I mean, we used to talk about it. Like, oh, they can make some money signing autographs. They can make some money doing a, you know, commercial for a local business, and it's like, that exists and and now it can happen and that's great but you got these collectives that have started up which i don't think i mean i i can tell you i didn't see coming no. and i don't think very many people necessarily this saw is, it this forming is the land this way of unintended consequences for sure for sure you know and and i mean i guess i'm not surprised by it because you know you, when you have a school like texas a&m tennessee places that are starved for success and have a lot of wealthy people that are fans boosters whatever you want to call them that will do anything to make that football program equal to alabama ohio state georgia you know we shouldn't be surprised but it but it isn't necessarily what the uh, thought was of how this was going to work and you know we're we're behind on that there's and i don't know if we can catch up i mean i mm-hmm. we can maybe partially catch up but i don't we don't as you said we don't have the financial backers of a of either one big huge rich booster or you know like texas a&m does where it's just a bunch of you know oil mavens who have tons of money and they want that national championship they want to they want to win the sec and win the national title and shove it up texas butt and oklahoma's butt and everybody else's and they're willing to spend as much as they have to to make it happen yeah and so then it becomes a question of you know, there, it's a new landscape, and how how far down, like, how are we compared to where we were before? Because yeah. those places had better facilities and better bag men before. Sure, So, sure. you know, we weren't going to match what 
Miami could do for a kid from right, Florida. Right, right. But are we still going to be competitive, you know, with what we can pull together with the Utahs, Colorados, Arizonas, Oregon States? Agreed, agreed. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You ask yourself, is it that much different? Because, yeah, we were never at the top level. Now maybe there's some other schools that can move to that top level because of their financial backing. Um, maybe, but that you know the jury's out on that. Will it will it actually pay off for Tennessee, Texas A and M? Will they win a lot? We'll see. Maybe, um, but spending a lot of money doesn't guarantee it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, and, and I mean the other thing, and you mentioned a name that brings this to light extremely well, is the transfer market. You know, like these things happening at the same time is what's so crazy because, you know, it used to be like, well, you could get the gem. Yeah, we couldn't recruit the five star kids that, you know, USC could, but we could get the three and four stars and we could develop them and hope that by their junior, senior year, they're big time players for us. Mm-hmm. Well, then you have a kid like Eric Gentry who you get and he's gone after one year because, well, he looks pretty good and someone else has more money to offer him and he can play right away. Well, and now with the recommendation to un- yeah. uncap the transfers, I no more one time. Exa- yeah, I, I yeah. saw I mean, this it, point, and it, I, I'll admit, and this is bad. It it threw me for a loop because I didn't even consider it. But the comment of, well, why are we pretending that they're college students? It's impossible to graduate from a school if you go to four True. different schools. True. True, no doubt, no doubt. No, yeah, not I mean, all of your credits it gets you, can transfer. What's that? Not all your credits can transfer. Not all, you know. No way, no way. Yeah, I mean, it it gets you closer and closer to, and maybe this is where we end up to them being employees, them being, yeah. you know, paid by the school in the same way that somebody who works for the, you know, media relations department or the coaching staff or whatever. Maybe this is where we end up, and and well, I, you, I don't. I'm not scared of that necessarily. It would be a huge change, but it's possible. Well, I, I'm sure you've heard the, you know, the California legislatures looking into that and declaring yeah. them employees. Yeah. And I have heard, I don't know that it's true, but I have heard some people have speculated, well, this may lead Cal to say, we don't need football anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we'll yeah. play basketball, we'll play baseball. We'll do all this, but why do we need 105 more people that we need to pay their insurance, pay, you know, a wage? And California minimum wage is not nothing, and I'm sure it'd be more than minimum. Sure, sure. No, I agree. It's possible. I I mean, I think, uh, you know, there's going to be things like that, that, you know, programs that may drop football or may drop down to – you know, FCS or something like that, because it just feels like, you know, you can't compete. I mean, I, you know, again, without getting into the whole realignment stuff, because it's all chatter right now, but you know, there, there is certainly emerging tiers of, uh, you know, among the FBS there, there kind of was two tiers. Now it's starting to feel like it's forming into maybe three or four tiers and where that lands. Gosh, anybody's guess. Well, and the thing to me that seems not likely, but interesting, is what if a whole conference decides to drop down yeah. a level? You know? Like, what if yeah. the Mac just says, we don't need this. We'll keep our TV deal. You know, we're still the only ones playing on Wednesdays. Right, right. You know? But we don't want to have these scholarships, and we'll maintain the same rivalries and the same stadiums and the same everything. We're just going to have less guys. Just go to FCS and yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. There's, there's. Uh, I mean, I, obviously, I'm not you know privy to the thoughts among Mac schools or fan bases or whatever. But there's, there's a school of thought I could think that says that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, they could compete for national championships if they drop to FCS. Mm-hmm. They're never in a million years going to have a chance to, you know, win a national championship in, as the sport is now. I mean, that's the crazy thing about college football yeah. as it is right now is basically half of the, I mean, really, in, in reality, probably more than this. But, you know, by by just the very nature of the structure, half of the teams in the league, the FBS, have no chance to win the national championship. 
and and not that that should be the only goal, but you know it it is in every other sport. I mean, in in, in NCAA basketball, every team starts the year with a chance to win the championship. They could win their conference, and they could win six or seven games in a row in the tournament and win it all. Every team has that opportunity. Football, that's not the case. No. So there's, yeah, I mean, I hadn't thought of that, but it does make some sense. If I'm a, you know, Bowling Green fan, I'm maybe, maybe mildly intrigued by that. Yeah, it's just, it's, you know, we've talked about the stratification the other way where a group breaks off at, from the top and says, top, you'll be right. your own thing. But what if it goes the other way and the bottom says, look, the scholarships with Title IX is always a strain. Right, and right. we're not competing where we thought we would be. Let's all look around, you know. It, well, and, and that makes a ton of sense if you do go to like a 12 or 16 team playoff, like is being discussed with no automatic bids. I mean, if, if, if that happens, and it's a big if, but if that happens, you know, you still wouldn't really have a, a pathway. Now, if you said 16 teams in every conference automatic bid, totally different discussion. But I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, you know, even if you did, you know, five auto bids, if you're a MAC team, what is the likelihood that you're going to outperform not only every team in your conference, but the best team in the American, the best team in Conference USA, the best team in the Mountain West? Probably not great. Yeah. No, it's... I'm just... This is one of those things that, you know, we talked about unintended consequences. Like, sure, what, sure. You know, if I was the president of that school, I would ask the commissioner of the conference, hey, what what happens if yeah, we get yeah. the whole conference to just move down? Like, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you, you, know, you I, can still take yeah. your big money game, one a year, where sure. you go get your butt kicked by Ohio State or Michigan sure, State. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does make a ton of sense, and they could be the cream of the crop in the FCS. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, you know, they could... You could you could have your conference as the best conference, and uh, you know, and maybe even the Sun Belt does the same thing, and you know, and and yeah, I mean, could that be the? Maybe you're right that it's not necessarily the top teams separate, but more that the top teams separate in such a you know theoretical manner that the bottom teams say, you know, as this just ain't worth it for yeah, us. As a practical thing, what are we doing? Right. You right. Know? Yeah. I mean it. It does, like, the setup of college football does scream out for change. You know, I mean, I I don't hate it. And part of me worries that the change, as we talked about a few weeks ago, the change will be so much you won't recognize it in a few years. But, you know, like, really, it is is the only sport where you could say, as a fan of, you know, a MAC team, a Conference USA team, a Sun Belt team, you know, like we have no chance to compete for the biggest prize in the league in which we play. Like, there's no other sport where that can be said. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, okay, the you know the the uh, Miami Marlins probably. If you're a Miami Marlins fan, you don't really think your team has much of a chance to win the World Series. But there's a chance. Yeah, they, they I, could I, I, they I, could I, win I, enough games to get to the playoffs and win a World Series. It is possible. Yeah, it is almost impossible for some of these teams in the FBS. Well, I mean, you saw, you know, look no further than UCF. Right, you know? right. Back-to-back undefeated seasons. and Not invited out. to participate. Right, right. You know, and Cincinnati finally got in this year. But, I mean, it took the perfect storm, honestly, for them to be the four seed. Yeah. The perfect storm. They had to go undefeated. They beat Notre Dame, who went on to be, you know, the five team. So they were directly compared with the team they beat. There wasn't a Pac-12 team that that was legitimate. There wasn't a Big 12 team that was legitimate. So it was like, well, yeah, okay. And there really wasn't an ACC team. Three conferences, the con- you know, the conference championship game did not have a team that really was a playoff contender. So it was the perfect storm for that to happen. It's unlikely to happen again, at least in the format as we have now. And, and the teams that could theoretically pull that off from those conferences – are being vacuumed up by the by the bigger conferences. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean the the championship game of the American, the one that that you know helped Cincinnati seal their bid, was them in Houston, and they're both leaving for the Big Twelve next year. Yeah, it's 
it, it creates all these interesting things, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it really is like, you know, you feel like as a college football fan in a way, I mean, I don't, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the games and that is that when you said, you know, how you feel as we're getting, you know, it's just like, man, I am ready for games to start again. But in some ways you feel like, you know, like I just want to like advance time about four or five years and tell me how things are going to be because I, I know they're going to be different. I just don't know how they're going to be different. Yeah. But it's almost certain to not feel like it does now. I don't think it's just going to be, you know, well, yeah, UCLA and USC went to the Big Ten and Texas and Oklahoma went to the SEC. But after that, everything settled down and we still had our Power Five and we still had our playoff and our bowl games. And like, it doesn't doesn't feel like it's going to be that simple. No, what it feels like to me is if you tell if you tell me, and this is a horrible thing as a fan of sports to say, but yeah. as a practical reality, I believe this to be true. <laughs> tell me who is in the ACC, the Big Twelve, and the Pac, whatever, whatever number, um, when everyone's next grant of rights deal is signed. That's right. when it's done. Right. Right, I agree. It just and then yeah, we'll it just know. feels like everything is held together, you know, by a really weak piece of tape right now. Well, and, and you and have like it's it's gonna fall apart. We just don't know how it's gonna land when it falls apart. You have such a sense from the outside, at least, of well, all of these statements about we're together are yeah. just we're together unless my school comes up with something better. <laughs> Yeah, because the the Pac-12 was together until a month ago. Well, and like, we can all sit here as Pac-12 fans and be angry at or frustrated by the LA schools leaving. Yeah. But by that same token, if the SEC called the Arizona schools, see ya, bye. Uh, Yeah, we're gone before the phone call ended. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, we're done. Good luck to the teams remaining in this conference no doubt no doubt about it yeah it's uh you know it's it's a kind of a you know survival of the fittest mentality right now and, and yeah i mean i hated that i hated the ucla usc news i still do but it was really and i don't know if we just specifically talked about this but it was really one of those where it's like everybody was the bad guy and nobody was the bad guy i kind of yeah. felt like because like you could understand the motivations of everybody, you can understand the Big Ten's motivation. You can understand the school's motivation. You, you know, I, I didn't like it, but it wasn't something where I'm like, "Well, that doesn't. Why would you do that? That's horrible." It's like, no, it it does make sense yeah. from some from some standpoints. Now, if I'm a you know softball player playing at U, UCLA or something, I'm thinking uh, it doesn't really make that much sense. Yeah. Um, but you know, from the from the football standpoint, which is what makes the decisions, it, it makes total sense. Yeah, there's nothing quite like those late March softball games against Northwestern in Evanston. Illinois. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and softball specifically, I didn't pick that on purpose, but USC doesn't play softball, at least right now. So UCLA is completely on their own in the softball realm. Like, I mean, they, you know, they are going to, every single road game is going to be two or three time zones away. Yeah. I bet they're not chartering. No, I doubt it. Yeah, they given, get ready given to spend what we a learned about their financial commercial airlines and airports and baggage claims and fun stuff like that. Um. So, a couple other things. One, a, a bit of cleanup. I'm changing sports. I'm going away. From no, that's fine. Oh, okay. Sure. Uh, a bit of cleanup. We talked about the All Star Game, but we didn't talk about the stupid jerseys. We did not. No, you're correct. Um, and I hate more than almost, well, no, I hate a lot of what Rob Manfred has done and continues <laughs> to do. But one of the things I hate is that on his watch, we flipped from the all-star jersey being worn on the Monday and the team jersey right. being worn on the game day to you wear your team jersey on the Monday and the all-star jersey on Tuesday. The game day, right. It's terrible. The jerseys are ugly. The, it, it, one of the fun things about the all-star game is that you see 
a guy in an A's jersey and a guy in a Mariners jersey turning a double play. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, if this was, if we were doing a you know first take style show and I had to take the opposite side. I, I guess maybe I could try to come up with something, but we're not doing that style show. So I'm just going to say, yes, I totally agree. Um, I, I love, I mean, basketball, they, they used to do the same thing. They, you know, they'd have their own uniforms and I love that, you know, I, I mean, I know they want to sell the jerseys. I get it. But you can put the jersey on for the home run derby but you can and put it on. Exactly. Yeah. You could still do it. Same for basketball. You got the, you know, the dunk contest and the three point and all that stuff. So you could, you could still wear them in that and then wear your team jerseys. You know, I mean, if I, I, I guess I can't swear to it, but if I recall, like, you know, some of the old all-star games with like Duncan and Kobe and those guys were in them, you know, like Duncan was wearing his first jersey. Like there's, you know, there's highlights of him, you know, you know, playing with Kobe and Garnett and they're wearing their own jerseys. And yeah, baseball's the same way. Like that's, that's what's cool. That's what's fun, you know? And, and yeah, I mean, it's a, in the grand scheme of things, not that big a deal. But as a baseball fan, and I know you're a bigger baseball fan than me, it would be a, you know a nice little shout out to fans if you just went back to that. I think. Well, and and, and the thing to me, you know, when we make these baseball changes, and it's all in the interest of fan service for the fair weather, not interested fan. Right. Right. Exactly. This does nothing for that. Like this has nothing to do with the fair weather so fan. I don't think so. I you mean, know, I, like if you're if you're the kind of fan who you're going to watch the All Star game, you're going to watch it regardless of what jersey they're wearing. Sure, sure. And if you're the yeah. kind of fan who's going to buy, you know, the Corbin Burns All Star jersey, you'll buy it whether he wore it for the game I or would wore think it so too. for the, you know. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I don't. I don't personally. I mean, I guess it's. I always hesitate to you know, like speak for the rest of the world. But, you know, I don't personally think that many people are sitting around watching the all-star game because they're wearing that Jersey thinking, you know, I wasn't going to buy that, but now I'm going to, I'm going to order up a Julio Rodriguez Mariners all-star Jersey because he's wearing it on Tuesday night. Yeah. No, I doubt it. I actually think it's more likely that someone would order up the Julio Rodriguez Mariner jersey, jersey by seeing him wear his jersey that he plays. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I would say so too. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, I'll, I can I could go on and on, or I could just simply say I'm totally with you. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I went on and on a little, but I'm gonna I'm gonna sum it up by just saying I'm totally with you. All right. So on, on the other piece of cleanup that I had, and we don't have to get into the allegations that led to it, but uh, Vince McMahon out at WWE and it does not appear to be a work. It's no, it, it I guess appears not. to be a shoot resignation. I guess not a, a, you know, an actual, and now, you know, his daughter is taken over and his son-in-law. So, you know, it like, is there still an opportunity in six months if he wants to make an appearance at WrestleMania? I wouldn't rule it out. The character, um, but Vince McMahon, the character, or or even just you know, Vince comes out to say welcome to WrestleMania, Los Angeles, and you know, he and, you know, the raise rock the into the. I was gonna, I was gonna say, raise the Rock's hand as he comes out for his match or something like that, because that seems to be the thought is the Rock is gonna have a match, but who knows? That's always the thought in July, and then it doesn't happen. So, uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, in the in the near term, it's gonna be like. I mean, it just, it feels like a total reset because, and I don't know how much it will be, but like Triple H taking over running creative mm-hmm. is like, all right, where are we, you know, like, could we see some people brought back that were let go? Could we see some people who are marginalized get a push? Yeah. You know, it, guys, that, guys that got pushed in NXT that have kind of been forgotten on the main roster. I mean, there's a lot of those well, guys. And remember, 2.0 was basically a, we're, you know, Thanks, but a no thanks, Triple H. Of what they did, yeah. yeah. And now he's running all of it, right? Smackdown right. And NXT. So it's it's going to be fascinating. I mean, it's going to take a little bit. Like you don't, you know. First of all, SummerSlam is coming up. You don't come in and you know totally shake things up before your second biggest pay per view. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm curious. You know, like okay, post SummerSlam, they got this big show in the UK in September. 
then you kind of, you know, you go through a little lull. Like, that's the time where, like, all right, do you see some big changes? Do you see some people get pushed that aren't? Do you see, you know, maybe you maybe you actually, like, return focus to, you know, the Intercontinental title and the U.S. title and the secondary belts that have basically been either completely forgotten or marginalized. Like, you know, like, there's stuff, you know, do you bring back people who left, you know, well, Sasha you, and Naomi? I was going to say, do you have a women's tag team champion? <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, the, you know, Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, you know, guys who, a lot of them have gone to AEW, but some of them haven't. So, like, you know, there's there's opportunities there that, you know, if it's a if it's a new day, not to, yes, it no is. pun intended, uh, you know, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's going to be fascinating because, yeah, Vince stepping down as CEO a few, you know, whatever it was a month or so ago, you know, like, well, okay, how much is really going to change from what we see if he's still running creative? But but him stepping away completely is like all right. You have my attention. I I want to I want to see you know and and especially if they do go to the TV fourteen, mm-hmm. which is rumored they haven't done it yeah. yet. But if they do go to that on Raw, like yeah, all right. My yeah. curiosity is peaked. I I am curious for the on screen in ring of it all, you know. Will the focus stay on these MMA people and these social media stars? I uh, yeah. You know, yeah, or is it going to yeah. be, are we going to get back to, you know, The Rock became famous because he was a wrestler. He I didn't agree. become a wrestler because he was famous. They, they built stars. I yeah, mean, you know, John like, Cena, Batista. To, like, all those guys were built and, yeah. and they've not done a good job of that lately, feels like. Yeah, I mean, the closest they've come now is the Bella's reality show and the Miz's yeah. reality show. Right, and, right. You know, and let's not forget, though how could we, that the Miz was a reality star. The Miz right, was on right, the real exactly. world in the challenge before he became exactly, a wrestler. yes, yes. And, and, you know, look, he's done a good job of making himself a good wrestler, and he's a great and heel. A he's great good on the mic. Heel. You know, I mean, he's not... He's not Triple H in his prime or Kurt Angle, but he's he's a good heel. Uh, he serves his purpose well, you know, as a mid-card heel. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you go back to, like, the golden age of WWF, when it was WWF, was, you know, the Attitude Era. And it was mostly guys that they built into stars. Austin, The Rock, The Undertaker, Triple H. Shawn Michaels. Michaels. You know, yeah, yeah. And, and partly that was because a lot of their old guard left for WCW. So they had to build new stars. They mm-hmm. couldn't keep pushing Hulk Hogan out there to main event and Ric Flair and Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and because they were gone. So they yep. had to they had to build new guys. And yep. Michaels had been there, but and Taker. But you know, The Rock, Austin, Triple H, those guys were Jericho, Kurt Angle. They yeah. were the, the the main guys. And so like, you know, maybe there's no WCW now. But um, there's AEW. But maybe Vince's departure is is that you know, this generation's version of that. And and it does make you wonder, you know, back in those days, like you said, the secondary titles mattered. And, and for the bloodline, it's, it's an interesting thing to have them have all the belts, but you know, DX, you had two guys chasing individual titles and the new age outlaws chasing the tag titles. And they didn't hold all of them at the same time, but, uh, no, one of them no, would have it, it at any given time. But it made time. sense. There was something to shoot for, and 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 it was also how you built your stars. Yeah, I mean, The Rock was the Intercontinental Champ before he was a main eventer. Sean Triple Michaels H too. Was the Intercontinental Champ. I my, Michaels versus Razor. Razor in the latter match was for the Intercontinental Title. Yeah, it is still remembered as one of the best matches ever. Yeah, and yeah, it was an Intercontinental Title match and. Like you had, you had the Intercontinental title and you had King of the Ring. Mm-hmm. And those were kind of your two, like, if you won one of those, you were on the way up. Yeah. And that you was usually your, that was your had, push. At one point, you usually had to have one of those to win the Rumble. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And look, time change. I get it. You know, there's they've gotten belts. I mean, they didn't have the U.S. title. That was WCW. Uh, they have Money in the Bank now, which has been a really cool addition. That was Money in the Bank has kind of then. superseded King of the Ring. It did. It did. Agreed. Agreed. You know, so, I mean, I don't expect it to, 
go back exactly and you can't you can't recreate those days you know like proud of that was the product of the era um both brands were pushing each other and you had to really you know you had to push the envelope to win and that's gone and and you know triple h and stephanie you know like i mean they were the ones who were photographed with logan paul when they signed him so it's like uh, are they gonna totally go away from that type of stuff i don't expect it i wish they would no, but I think, you know, I don't expect them to, but hopefully maybe a little less emphasis on that would be nice. Well, and the other piece is if you can mix it up, you know, yeah. you yeah. could have like, there are three different ways to have the storylines chasing the belt, chasing a mid card belt, or you don't like each other. And right. a lot right. of the best DX storylines, DX and the nation of domination, DX and the corporation, yeah. It wasn't for belts. They hated each other. That was right. Enough. Right. Exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and I will also say like back in the heyday, they had their celebrity, uh, you know, Pete oh, yeah. Rose Tyson. was at WrestleMania. Well, Tyson. With like, Tyson. Yes. Yeah. You know, so like you can still do that. I get it. Uh, but you know, when, when the, I mean, the intercontinental title has not been defended on a pay-per-view since last year's WrestleMania, like the 16 months since it's been defended on a pay-per-view. That's ridiculous. And and yet, you know, so it's still not being defended at SummerSlam, but Logan Paul's got a match. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. That's the type of stuff that as a, a fan of the product, and I'm not a, you know, wrestle head necessarily. I, you know, I appreciate that it's entertainment. I, I know what it is and what it isn't. But it's like, if you want us to care about these belts, make us care about them. Yeah. Don't, well, you know, and- like, don't make it nothing. Well, and if you were going to take the side of Sasha and Naomi from the reporting, that was kind of right. their argument about the tag belts. They right. they got thrown together. They got told they were going to be tag champions. They did it. They got over with the crowd. Right. And right. then they got told, okay, you're the tag champions. You're not going to defend the belts. We're going to use that so you both lose right. to the respective women's champions of each brand. And it's like, yeah. what? Why did we work so hard to get over his tag teams and, uh, and win agree. the belts? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and again, it comes back to it's like you know, it's a circular thing. You know, I think they've done a poor job of building new stars for the most part over the last five to ten years since the Cena years and the Orton years have kind of faded. Cena, especially. Yeah. And it's like, well, how do you build new stars? Well, you know, you have them win on their way up. You have them win the Intercontinental Title or the U.S. Title. Uh, you have them win money in the bank. Um, and, and, you I mean, know, like, okay, theory winning money in the bank. I don't, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the theory character, but you're not supposed to be. He's a heel. Yeah. I get it. That's, that's how you do it. You, you, you give it to a young guy and you, you let him, you know, ride or die with it. Maybe mm-hmm. he fails. Maybe, you know, it doesn't work. The crowd turns on him. They're disinterested. Okay. You found out it didn't work, but you know, more of that and less of, you know, the intercontinental title, Almost, I mean, so many times lately, I've had to remind myself who the champions even are well, for the I, Intercontinental and U.S. title. I mean, I look. Obviously, there are people more tapped in and smarter than me who have all this and, and have to yeah. keep it all straight. But you get this huge rub and huge push for RK Bro and Riddle, and then Orton gets hurt. It is right. the perfect time to strap a rocket to Riddle. Have him win Agreed. the Intercontinental title. Or, yes. or or have him beat Roman. Like, just do it. Just trust yes. him. See if it works. Yes. There are plenty of times where a guy wins the title, then drops it back right away. But right. you give it right. to him and you say, wow, the crowd really reacted to that. Or, man, everybody hated that. Or they didn't. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely but, agree. Yeah, but to I mean, just go Riddle's back. exactly at that yeah. point of his career where he should be the Intercontinental champ. Yeah. Or something like that. And instead, it's just Roman and Brock. Brock and Roman. Yeah, I know. And, and it's like, I know. I mean, this is the last one. Wasn't Mania the last one? It was supposed to be, yeah. It was the, the most stupendous main event ever. And, and and now, I'll give them that. I think their plans were to have Orton in the main event against Reigns. Yeah. Or Rose. It could have been Cody. Or Cody, and then he got hurt too. Yeah, so I, I realize they're kind of strapped for a you know a headliner match and i think that's why they broke the brock lesnar glass basically and they, to bring and him they back. can't have it be drew because they need to 
heat drew up for the UK. Yes, yes. You know, so. And and by the way, the UK show is why Theory's not going to cash in and win both belts. I agree. Because you're not going to have your main event be McIntyre Theory. McIntyre Theory, no. I think it's going to be McIntyre Reigns. And I I think maybe that's when Reigns loses. I don't know if he loses both belts. Maybe they do something where they, you know, like that's another thing. You have two world titles and you put them both on a guy who signs a contract to make limited appearances. Like, why would you give him both? Like, why could, I mean, okay, I, I well, get that he's doing really well and, and keep the title on him that he's had for two years. That's a cool little run. Make it huge when someone beats him. But why do you give him both titles and then you have shows with no champion? Well, and you paint yourself into the corner here because who is credible to beat him? I saw they teased a potential Seth Rollins yes, this week. Which like, they should go back to. Because yeah. that, didn't they do that at Rumble? Was it Rumble yeah. this year that they had them fight? And Reigns got himself DQ'd because it was like Rollins was in his head and he couldn't beat Rollins. You know, like, that's absolutely one you could go back to. I know they're both heels, but yet the fans are into Rollins. Like, yeah. it kind of feels like Rollins right now is like Triple H around 2000. Yeah. Or like, he was a heel, but fans loved him so much he just became a face. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of Austin, Triple H. Yes. Even, yes. even though Rock, I mean, Nation of yeah. Domination Rock was a heel. He was a heel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're right. All of, them, all of them got popular with a heel act, basically. Um, I always think of Triple H just because he was the heel when I first like really got into it, like the late 90s, 2000. He was the dominant heel champion, but he was so good at it. Mm-hmm. Edge was kind of right after him. He was a heel. He was a great heel. It was like Rollins is right in that sweet spot right now. Yeah. And the thing is, it's hard to root for the chase. But then if you're not going to do that, like thinking about this, like, okay, so you got money in the bank theory and a last man standing match where you could argue he should have a pretty easy time cashing in. Right, right. Maybe you have him cash in for one belt. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe. You start. Or do you have him lose? Does he cash in and lose? But if he can. I mean, that seems, I, I don't know. But if, I don't like but, that. But if you have him cash in and lose, then okay, that I'm fine. I'm on board with that. But then who's taking the belt from Roman and when if he's only making four uh, more appearances? I know. And, and I if agree. it's McIntyre, do you have him fight? If you have him fight for one, you're tipping your hand that McIntyre's going to win. That McIntyre's going to win. Yes, you do. True. You know? And if you don't give it to McIntyre, then what? He's, he's going to come to the rumble and then the rocks music's going to hit. And that's going to be how the rumble ends is the rock pointing at the WrestleMania sign, but the rock can't, but the rock can't beat him. Cody win the rumble. If he's back healthy by then. Yeah. I I don't know. I I mean, maybe, I mean, that, you know, that would make sense if he can do it. I don't know. Is, you know, return time frame was kind of like right around then, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, interesting and and you know where we started with all this was you know like it feels maybe as unpredictable as it's been in a long time because it's like there was always that like well you know you know what vince is going to want you know what vince is going to insist on like well okay now we now we really don't know what Mm -hmm. is triple h's approach going to be with the main roster yeah is this the time where i mean triple h he wasn't undertaker because he had the bad stuff with the click, but he became the locker room leader and, and sure. basically was doing booking, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and it seemed like guys like Mick Foley got rewarded in that era. Um, yeah. Guys who were around and did their job for years got rewarded. So do we, are we seeing now a, a acknowledgement for Dolph Ziggler uh, for all he's Maybe. done? Will we get another Maybe. Kofi run? Um, you know, cause Kofi Kingston yeah. had Kofi mania, but he's, he and Dolph Ziggler are basically the same guy. They've got one yeah. title and you know, they take losses really well. Yeah. 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 No doubt. No, that's true. Yeah. It's, uh, you're right. I mean, it, you know, that's, I guess what's exciting right now is that it feels like, like, all right, I'm, I'm curious to see how things change. And I, I mean, I think we're going to see change. 
but it's just like, okay, how so? You know, do we do we see like does the twenty four seven title just go away because that would be okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's all right, it's decent comic relief, but like it's really stupid for the most part. Like it, you know, it feels like something that made Vince laugh. And yeah. so now that Vince is gone, like, do we see that disappear? I'm all right with that if it does. Yeah, they will. I mean, they've retired. They've retired other belts like. The they hardcore have. belt is gone. The hardcore was was the forerunner of the twenty four seven. You know, so yeah, yeah like uh, we could we could have less segments on that and maybe more on you know making us care about the U S. title or the Intercontinental title. I'd be all for that. Yeah, let's let's get back to having some good tag teams beyond just the Usos and the Street Profits. They're great, and watching them fight is fun. But like, eventually, I'd like to see maybe some other teams that matter. Yeah, just, just maybe. Well, and could we please, for the love of Pete, could we please have tag teams who are meant to be tag teams in the women's division? Yeah. Like, yeah. I I understand that it's difficult because there are fewer women in the company, so we don't put them in tag teams. But I understand Rousey's going to probably beat Liv Morgan because how do you explain Liv not beating her? Uh, I guess that was an interesting one, though, because you bury live that quick. I mean, like, or, or not bury, but you know, she just won the title. You take it off her that fast. I mean, I I don't know, but like Rousey and Sonya Deville and Shayna Baszler, somewhere in there's a natural tag team. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. You know, I agree, yeah. And yeah, you, I mean, if you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna do the tag division, then actually, you know, dedicate to it and, yeah. and have real teams. I agree because it's you know. Sometimes you can throw two singles people together and it catches fire. RK Bro sure. was that. Yep, yep. But exactly. a lot of it feels like, okay, like, now Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. are a pair. Right, uh, right, all right, right. Yeah. sure. Why should we care? Yeah, yeah, t- totally. I mean, you're right. Every now and again it does work. Uh, you know, it was at uh, Sheamus and Cesaro a few years ago. They had, you know, like, yeah. that worked. They, they were a pretty good team. Um, you know, way back it was rock and sock, mankind and the rock. Like you know, that worked. Uh, but for the most part, the best tag teams are you know, Edge and Christian, the Hardys, the Dudleys. They, I, I mean, they you came can go up all the way. Teams, they you, stayed as teams. You can go all the way back, Legion of Doom. Right. You know, like right. you can have a breakup, and you can also fight singles without breaking up. I, you sure. know, I know everyone in the world is keyed up for the Street Profits to break up. Yes, yes. But couldn't the Street Profits just not hate each other? Not really feud. Yeah, like they just, you know, Montez decides he's going to start chasing the singles belt. Yeah, yeah. You know, they they still are in each other's corner, and then they're slowly not in each other's corner. But then when they're in the Rumble at the same time, they still hit their moves. You have a call out to the, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of what they've done with the New Day. I mean, they've, they've at time, you know, Biggie had his run, Kofi had his run as a singles person, you know, and, but they never had him actually break up and feud. Uh, I agree. I mean, I, I think that'd be fine, but you know, they always, they always love to do the tag team feud and use that as the launching point. It feels like, yeah, but who knows again, like that, the things that we've kind of like come to just be like, well, you know how it always is. They do this and then this happens and it's like, well, you gotta, if you got new you know, brains at the at the forefront, and granted, they're still McMahon brains. Triple H isn't a McMahon, but he might as well be. Uh, you know, so is it going to change radically? Probably not, but I think there's going to be some significant differences. Yeah. I just, uh, I point to this just to say it can be done. For sure, but for it, sure, yeah. You know, yeah. AEW had, has FTR, is champions of everything. Okay. Uh, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. They're champions okay. of everything. And but in the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament or whatever, they fought each other in round 1. They didn't Did they? Yeah. break up the tag team. They just like they shook they hands before did. the match. They, you know, after the match, yeah. they hugged and they walked out together. It it's just it, you know, you could do it that way yeah. if you want to oh, say sure. like sure. Hey, look. I agree. I mean, these guys yeah. are going to they're going to fight they're not going to fight dirty. There's not going to be a cheap shot, you know, 
Ford's not going to, you know, do a low blow to get over. But you just, I agree. You just, you just say take like, them their own way. Yeah, we're going to fight for, you know, they're going to do a number one contender tournament. They're going to fight each other. They're still friends. Yeah. They, they walk out together. They walk back together. But it shows, hey, they can fight singles. They're going their own. And, and it's okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you mentioned number one contender tournament. That's one thing. Those All the terms that you know became like outlawed under Vince, that being one. We don't have number one contender matches anymore. Like Maybe we could do away with that. Maybe we could go back to calling them belts yeah. and, and calling it wrestling. And like, you know, like maybe, maybe do away with all these ridiculous things that supposedly you're not allowed to say because Vince didn't like them. That'd well, be a step in the right direction right there. I mean, Vince loved his quote that you saw in the, you know, Monday Night Wars documentary and other places where Ted Turner called and said, well, Vince, I'm getting in the wrestling business. And Vince said, well, Ted, good luck. I'm in the sports entertainment business. It's right, like, right, I, it, <laughs> right, it's, right. It's world wrestling entertainment. It's wrestling. I know, it's the wrestling I know. business. I've always been... <laughs> You know, like the fact that, oh, we're not allowed to say wrestling or wrestler. Like, that's what the second W stands for. Uh, so, yeah, but this is, you know, I mean, I suppose anybody that's that that wealthy and that powerful has their yeah. share of, of weirdness. But he, he maybe got more than his fair share. It's called WrestleMania. I know. Your, your biggest event. The yes, marquee yes. event. Well, there, there's another thing. They went away from the numbers on WrestleMania. Like, you know, I mean, it was always WrestleMania, you know, 28, 29, 30. Now they, they don't do it. Now, I did notice they announced today that 2024 is in Philly, and the announcement specifically said WrestleMania 40. Yeah. So I thought, maybe we're going back to that. That'd be okay, too. Like, I, I never, supposedly Vince didn't want that because it made the event seem old. I'm like, that, you should take pride in that. The Super is Bowl old. is numbered. Right, right. I mean, yeah, you, you, you should want people to know. Oh, this has been around for 38 years. Wow. Uh, you know, like that makes it seem like it's important because it's been around that long and it's still going. Yeah. He's bizarre, though. I mean, as you alluded to, we, we won't get into, you know, the accusations, but that plays into the bizarreness, I guess. He's just oh, a, yeah. he's a weird guy. He's an egotistical rich person. For sure. The, For sure. The you end. Know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, hey, look, we promised that we would cover a lot of random things. We've we covered did. a lot of random things. We did, yes. So, until next time, when we focus back in on football. Yes. He's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben Matt Sportscast.